Welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. One is a Harvard Business School alum. The other is her son, discussing business, pop culture, family, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, Deb and Kev. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. Sitting right there, they call her the belly button bandit. It's my mom, Deb. I don't like you right now, but I am Deb. <laughs> well, that makes me a guy named Doug. I don't know. I'm her son, Kevin. This is our podcast. Is nothing private? Well, I mean, we could go into details, but <sighs> I figured that would be funny enough. Just call her Triple B. You started laughing before you said it, and I knew it was going to be bad. I could see it on your face. Triple B D Z. Oh. That's her new nickname, everybody. You will never get any context unless you're her close personal friend. You'll never get the story. But when you see her in the streets, shout out, Triple B. <laughs> I really don't like you. DZ, right now. Triple B. Oh, you're the worst. Okay, there will be punishment coming. Deb, how are you feeling? I feel like you've gone to 10,000 doctor's appointments recently, and I'm just making sure we have one person in this household who that is his jam going to doctor's appointments. I don't know that I, as the only child, can muster the emotional toll of another parent going to so many doctor's offices. So I was going probably through a stage, maybe physically, maybe psychologically. Sure, all of that checks out. Of where everything just felt like I was slapping duct tape on it. Okay. And here's the deal about duct tape. Duct tape's good. Works works. real good first couple of days. So that's the problem. Then you get a little sweaty, you take a shower, <laughs> and the then humidity. It, it has to come off, and then you have to redo it, and, yep. da, 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 da. and then you can't even remember sometimes where you put the duct tape, do you right. know what I mean? But things aren't right, okay? Right. <laughs> so I felt like all the duct tape was just going to melt off, and I was going to go into a puddle with it. So I decided, I, I have a, like, listen, I'm not afraid of doctors. I don't have a thing about doctors at all. I am. I know you You have a bad thing, but I, I over... I wait. I wait too long. I always wait too long. Got it. So I decided, I think it was last Friday, enough. I have to take care of myself or I'm not going to make it. I don't know what make it means, but whatever that means, it's not going to happen for me. Okay. You have a promise to live for another now 29 years. Yeah. And duct tape ain't going to get you there. Duct tape ain't going to get me there. So I went to, I have a lovely concierge doc. Um, and what's great about her is if you make an appointment, you get like a full hour with her. She which, actually lives in the basement. <laughs> yeah, I wish she did. I wish she did live in the basement. Anyways, uh, so I went to her. And what I love about her is I mean, she does all the stuff a doctor should do, check you out and everything. But I mean, like, like she's loving but tough. I mean, she gives it to you, right? She's a straight shooter. So we came up with the plan and she kind of gave me a little lecture. And then I went to the orthopedic doc, my foot guy. You know, I love him, Kevin. Do you know what I mean? Like, you do indeed. A guy who has never given you good news. You somehow love infinitely. So this was finally what I said to him because I needed a new boot for traveling. People know that sometimes I travel with an air cast. Anyways, I said, you're my guy. I mean, like, I can't have this surgery now, but I have to have hope. Do you know what I mean? Which like, has, which has been the phrase you've uttered for the last five years. Maybe next year I'll get the surgery. And every time life is like, nope. And he says, I think you need to think about your husband right now. And I want to go, this appointment is about not thinking about my husband. Welcome to the last two years, homie. Yeah, you don't understand. We're trying to take care of me now. And I don't want surgery, but like, hey, let's talk. 
Then he goes into this big, after I tell him, I say the words, you're my guy. Yeah. I trust you. We've been together five years. Homies, ride or die. Homies, ride or die. We some foot homies. He looks at me and he goes, yeah, I'm not doing surgery on that foot. And I go, well, not now. And he goes, don't, not ever. Really? And in that moment, I broke up with him faster than fast. Dude, if you are not going to feed me what I need to hear, right? I mean, like, seriously? Lie to me. Can you not recognize a desperate woman in front of you? Like, he had nothing for me except for an air cast. And so I walked out of there. I might have gotten in my car and started crying. I then called my friend Beth, tried to stop crying before I said hello to Beth so she wouldn't think. How'd that go? Uh I got out. Was it, like, was it something like this? Like the phone ringing, <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Meanwhile, <laughs> Beth? No, it was more like, it was more like, ring, 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 ring. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Beth, I'm really upset. And uh, I believe I might have used a bad word. Colorful language. With the do- about the, do- the second doctor. It's sad when homies break up. There's blood in the streets. Oh, we are broken up. Um, and then, you know, so I was like, and then Beth is, Beth is the best. Cause Beth's like, yeah, screw him. That, you know what I mean? Like we can do without him. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got a gun. Joined with me yeah, a little I got bit, a bunch you know? of knives. Only she's much more appropriate in her language. If you're listening to this, Beth, don't have a heart attack. She's very professional. But here's the thing with Beth is Beth is super practical. Yeah. She has a kill room. Beth has a kill room for sure. For sure. For sure. And Beth is like, Hey, we got this. I got you. Here's the plan. His family won't know he's missing for at least 10 days. <laughs> exactly. And Beth is laying stuff out and giving me ideas. Beth is texting me the next day. Beth is on it. I, so listen, if I'm going to make somebody in charge of my life, I'm cool if it's Beth for sure. And then today, I, and then I went to the chiropractor and he did a great job, helped me with money a little bit because now I can't count on the orthopedic guy anymore. I don't like him. Well, the, the orthopedic up. guy would probably give you the option of, either not touching your foot or just cutting that sucker clean off, neither of which seems super viable to okay, you. Okay, here's, here's the moment I knew we were going to break up. Yeah. When he actually said the word amputation out loud. Oh, that's fun. And then I said, we're done. You and I are done. Now, people, you can think I'm in denial. My foot does not need to be amputated. Is my foot possibly a mess for surgical sure. purposes? But stop there's it. It's not like gangrene on it. It's no, not there's like falling no, no, apart. There's, it, it's, not, it's not a wounded foot. It's a foot it's a foot that like obviously there's one bone that he said I think is disintegrating and now he looked at me and went poof it's gone. I the debris is not even there. But we had known that for a while. We had known that for a while and I'm living comfortably with that news. It's not upsetting me. He's upsetting me. Well, so, yeah, anybody that would look at me and be like the only logical thing to do is either to not touch it or to completely lob it off in in totality, that's probably not something to endear me to them either. Well, when he talked about amputation, obviously that was not the goal. But what he said is, <laughs> clearly, it could be a possibility. If I mean, he went down the whole negative, like the whole list of all these negative things could happen, and there was a twenty-five percent chance that all these negative things could happen. And I'm like, I am always going to bet on the seventy-five percent, right? Like, be with we. We would all at a craps table. We would make that bet. We would. If there was a 75% chance of winning. We would. So be with me. Don't take me down the loser, loser, loser role. Don't take me down the amputation role. I don't want any part of my body in a jar. So then I had an occasion to go back today to the um, 
concierge doc. Right. Well, she's in the basement. <laughs> and I said to her, like, you pumped me up. You said the right words. And she was like, you got this. And in the meantime, she'd done my blood work. I'm not, there was a little cholesterol issue there, maybe. Um, Lord knows the way I eat, there's a little cholesterol <laughs> issue there, too. Well, this is what she said to me. She looked at me and she goes, honestly, I thought it was going to be way worse. Well, that's you know? nice. Yeah. <laughs> so she said, Consider, That's a backhanded compliment, but thank you. Considering everything you're going through, consider the amount of inflammation that I believe is in your body, yeah. is what she said. Um, I think it could have been way worse. So know that this is going to get better. This is what we're going to do. And so I feel like we have a like a, a plan now. And I feel like the duct tape is off. Uh-oh. The blinders are off. Oh, that's good. I'm looking at reality, and I am stoked at the possibilities. You and I had a conversation where I said, you're your own worst enemy, which that's not a, that's not like unique to you. That's not original to you. That's all of our own thing. And I said, the worst thing any of us do is keep going back to the same well and expecting a different outcome. It's the same well. Nothing about that well has changed. Your beliefs or that it's going to change, even though it's told you time and time and time again that it's not going to change. And I think one of the hardest things, especially as we get older, self-included, is thinking, oh my God, everybody else is right. Oh, well, listen, I listen to myself give people advice. Yeah. I mean- Wishing you could follow it. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Like, seriously. I mean, like, reset your expectations. The other thing too, and this is really what the the concierge doc started me on, I felt like, and if anybody has ever had anyone do this for them in their life, it really, it's the biggest gift, even if it's painful. It's like you get stuck looking at a problem from a certain perspective. Oh yeah. And you just can't turn yourself. You can't turn yourself 40 degrees. You can't turn yourself 180 degrees. Yeah. You, It is impossible. And you know, you know that you just need to turn yourself and that you would have a little bit different perspective on it. And then you would have a little, take a little bit different action and then you would have different results. But it is sometimes you need people to manhandle you. Do you know what I mean? To, to get that. I mean, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm proud of myself. Okay. I was recognizing the demise as it was happening. I was understanding that the duct tape method was no longer working. You, you saw a lot of cardboard rolls all around you and thought, this is too much. When I realized I was saving them, that was a problem, okay? Yeah, because you and dad do hoard stuff. <laughs> we do, uh, well, mm. and- Not to the likes of which would end up on a cable show, but you guys love keeping plastic containers. Quit saying you guys. Deb, Quit you're saying a big, you guys. You're a big plastic container no, dad is, He's the one that wants them. I save them for him. That's true. No, listen, I'm not saying you're anywhere in his- even league when it comes to I'm just saving stuff. But you guys, I, but you're from the generation that was told Stop. everything has value. Well, it's hard to throw some stuff away. See? Okay. So anyways, so I figured that I screamed for help myself. Yeah. Okay. And then I went out and got it and then I'm ready to listen to it. And I will say it has certainly elevated my mood and how I feel. Good. Um. So that part is good. Um. She did ask me if I was depressed and I said, aren't we all? Well, you know, like how depressed. Uh, have you heard about Ukraine? Right? Sliding yeah. scale, yeah. Um, did what, you, what day is it? Did you watch the Oscars way back when? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like all that, right? Um, what I said to her, though, is I said, no, no, I don't think I am depressed. 
And then she kind of went through this list of little questions and asked me about like really enjoying work and laughing hard and, you know, doing, and all the, I answered the right answer to all those things. So that makes me feel good. Well, now with those gut answers, meaning like they were just reactive or were they really thought out answers? Meaning like, did she say, when's the last time you laughed really hard? And you said, oh, like within a week. And then could you actually pinpoint the time you laughed really hard? Granted, I'd been gone for a while, so you probably hadn't laughed that hard. Well, here's what what I do want to say, okay? I don't wear adult diapers. Oh. But I'm telling you, every time I sit down in this chair across from you- You have to. I feel like I should. To be fair, okay, we don't I make feel like Deb I should. wear adult diapers. We do have a tarp down there. <laughs> It is, I'm telling you, at least twice a week. Yeah. Uh, and, and it may not even appear on the pod. It could happen before or after or whatever. Yeah. Or it could happen in a moment that gets edited out. I laugh so hard. You guys have no idea how many times I I will run to the restroom screaming. We have a cleaning crew that comes in after every episode. <laughs> that is not true. But I do, I mean, I mean, laugh Belly laugh, yeah. like out of control hard. That happens. But it happens with us. I mean, with For you sure. and I. You know, over so as long as you're around, then the answer is gonna be yes. Oh, good. I laugh hard. No pressure. So if you leave I can never leave. If you leave. Well, I was I'm happy that we're on the road to recovery or health or whatever that looks like for you, because that's extremely important, not just because you're my mother. But because you're my co host and we work together and I have a lot of ropes tied to you personally and professionally, and I can't have you going anywhere anytime soon. Well, I don't plan on it. And I feel much better. And I do want to say this to people. Like sometimes it is hard to get perspective on our own situation. And sometimes there are people like, I'm going to say a medical doctor, not a shrink. Nope. But we love shrinks in this household. Love mental health. Um, Or a good friend like Beth that really will just, you know, can if you're honest with them, if you can be vulnerable and really say, you know, what you're going through and what you're feeling can kind of zap you out of it. You know what I think is really interesting is you are clearly the biggest like influence on me in my life. And I think that comes in the form of being very self-aware and a lot of self-assessment, probably too much. You could, you could make the argument that I do it too much. I constantly weigh and measure my space in the world but because of that, I feel like I'm always kind of hyper aware of my emotions and how I'm feeling physically and, and this, that, and everything else to the point where it's like, yeah, I know my knees are bad. Yeah, I know my back is bad. Yeah, I mean, remember we were in the throes of COVID. I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm experiencing depression for the first time in my life because I feel really comfortable not getting out of bed and there's this invisible weight on me, right? But what's really, what's more interesting to me than anything else is I know that I have all of that because it was instilled in me. So it's weird watching the person who instilled it in you somewhat struggle with it. Yeah, it's been, uh, and and I, listen, our situation is not the worst situation in the world. It's not. By any means, any, you know, and I am like, my gratefulness list is huge and I practice gratefulness. But I will tell you, there are just, you know, sometimes that it gets to be a lot, right? For sure. I mean, just the stuff of life gets to be a lot for any any good reason. And sometimes the way it works is we don't understand or we don't recognize that our cup is getting to the brim until it starts to spill over, you know? And so anyways, I'm like everybody else. I'm human. I'm not perfect. I need help. I was falling apart. 
The duct tape wasn't working anymore. So here I am. We bought some super glue. Super glue is my new, that's my new thing. One of the things that we started doing even before all this happened, we mentioned it on Monday, is we're, we're going to give going pescatarian a shot. We, we thought originally vegetarian. I don't think I can do straight vegetarian, but I know that if, if I have some form of protein, and I'm totally fine with it being fish or shrimp or lobster or anything along those lines, I can get through it. So we've been doing it now for about four or five days. I feel fine. I don't know that I feel this like monumental difference in the way that I feel. I would say my only struggle as it relates to eating like this, because I'm, I'm good with my morning meal. I essentially take everything that's normal about my morning meal. I took the linguisa out. I subbed in half a Beyond Meat burger patty. Oh, and how is that? Tastes a little different, but it's still obviously very delicious. For lunch, I do tuna fish and cucumber. Then I'll do like a yogurt with some peanuts and some, they call it uh, salmon jerky, but it's just smoked salmon for the most part. And, And by the way, it's delicious. Very, very good. The only place where we somewhat struggle is the nightly meal. Because I think we need to start doing sauces. Like we need to come up with some really good vegetarian sauces that can kind of like bridge everything. We know how to cook really good fish. We can cook rice. We have found really good gluten-free pastas. You know, we can use beans. We can use lentils, all that kind of stuff. Lentil isn't a bean, right? A legume. A legume. Oh, I love that. But the the little bit of the struggle for us is finding those nighttime meals. If we can if we can hone in on the nighttime meal, I could I could be pescatarian for the rest of my life easily. Well, here's the thing: I'm always critical of vegetarians that just um, down empty carbs because I'm like, is that good? I mean, that can't be good. The vegetarian who only eats grilled cheese. Exactly. And so one and one of the things interesting when she was going through my blood work today. One of the things the concierge doc that lives in the basement said, Mm -hmm. she said, hey, in terms of inflammation, stay away from two things, empty carbs and sugar. Got it. Like the biggest culprits for inflammation. You know, so so what we don't want every night to be is and I'm talking about real, real pasta, real rice. I mean, just those kind of heavy carbs. Right. I mean, though, I have no problem with rice, but we want to. We want to stay away from that. You think she was meaning more like bread and chips? I think she was meaning bread and chips. And 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 I want to even say like, you know, weird granola bars. I mean, all that stuff that we say to ourselves, they're healthy. Those Nature Valley bars have a lot of sugar in them. They have a lot of sugar. Yeah. I mean, they're good. You know what we should do? Have you ever made an acai bowl? An acai bowl. Describe it to me. I know what they are. Can I describe them to you? Mm. In no way. I believe acai bowls, like that acai berry, you know what I'm talking about? A-C-A-I, is that it? Yeah. I need to find, yeah. So like acai bowls, like apparently started in Brazil. Now I'm going to act like I know what I did because I just Googled it. Yeah. It's made from frozen acai palm fruit, right? So it's kind of like blended up. That's the base. Like it's smooth. Do you think it's smooth? Exactly. Okay. And then you can add all types of accoutrement to it. Like you could add granola to it. You could add fresh fruit to it. You could add 
um, overnight oats or overnight, um, what's the black stuff that we've done before? Chia seeds. So that it's like this kind of like a smoothie bowl Mm -hmm. almost. But I think you can also do a version of that in a savory setting. Oh, that would be interesting. Kind of like how you had shown me that bowl of the the edamame bowl where they do the peanut sauce over it. Yep. Instead of using rice or some type of grain, you can use that acai thing because I don't think it has to be super duper sweet. Oh, interesting. I mean, I was at a meeting. This would would have been back uh, December, end of the year. I just flew into San Francisco for a quick like three or four hour meeting in the back. And um, somebody had made in mason jars the oatmeal with the chia seeds and it's soaked in something. You usually soak it in like some type of milk. Like an oat milk, almond milk, something like that. Yeah. And then they had all sorts of healthy toppings yep. for us to, I thought it was absolutely delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. I, and I think it's it's low sugar depending on what you add to it, right? right. If you add a lot of agave you, or stevia. Or if you had chocolate chips, right? Or if you add chocolate mm-hmm. chips, not ideal. But I think there's a lot of a lot of those things that we can do over time to where it's because our pain point, my pain point is not wanting to eat the same thing every single day. Clearly, I will get burned on that unless it's unless breakfast. It's breakfast, yep. But I need it to be somewhat easy. I need it to be accessible. Yeah. And I mean, and obviously, there's every single person is agreeing. Like, yeah, we would all eat healthy if it was easy for us to make. But it's a little more difficult for us to make. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I need all the ingredients. They don't need to be put together in a unified way. But I need to be able, I need to be able to kind of you know, using musical terms, scat with it. I need to be able to just kind of make it up as I go. And we don't have enough of those pieces yet. So here's what I'm going to do. Okay. Dining room table, dining room chairs, gone. Okay. I'm going to go buy a giant refrigerated salad bar with all the segments, sections, all the stuff. I see literally no problem with that. And any day at any time, you yeah. just grab your bowl. I'll have a stack of bowls yeah. on the end. Yeah. You grab your bowl and... Don't dirty tongs in each thing. Never. And then just open it, take it as you will. And then underneath are going to be all the homemade, perfect sauces, dressings, whatever you need. You grab out from under there and go on your way. I'm not kidding you. If we actually had that thing and it was like tuna fish, like shredded tuna fish or salmon or like tofu chunks or tempeh chunks or anything along those lines, I would literally eat that stuff all day. I would... I would have different dressings and I would, I would, I probably wouldn't eat the same types of vegetables every day, but I would, I would crush that salad every single day. And then what I'll do on the other side. Okay. So instead of having where the dining room table would have been in the middle, now we're going to have just space in the middle. Okay. So I think the big refrigerator unit's going to back up to the window. Can we do this? Go ahead. Can we have one half be uh, salad bar, serve your own salad bar? And then the other half is occupied by a real sushi chef. Oh, well, that would be terrific. Okay. But what I was going to say was the other side will be like a really nice, um, I don't know, some kind of countertop thing, but like all the small appliances we would ever need are just going to be out. So, great. I mean, you can, the air fryer is just going to be out. Love it. The juicer is just going to be out, right? Makes sense. I mean, it's all going to be there. We're never putting it away. We're only cleaning it and putting it back out. So everything is sitting out available to us at every whim. That to me sounds perfect. I don't ever want to have to clean any of that. 
I don't ever want to have to put it away if guests come over. So I think we should just have a standing. It's an understanding mm-hmm. that none of the stuff ever goes away. It we can tell never the go guests away. this. They're going to look at us and be like, "You have a we, salad bar. Did we? Did we come while you were still cooking?" It's like, no, the stuff just no. exists. But you have to agree. I'm going to get the kind with the cutting board on the salad bar. You do have to agree to help keep them full and clean. And I mean, do we not? Does the sushi chef not do that? Well, I, I haven't. I, we could negotiate I mean, he, that. He, with him. he can he can work for tens, but he's going to have to do some prep work. <laughs> he's going to have to do because he can't. I mean, he's just. It's a lot of standing around. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to be up there all the time. Yeah. So if he could. If, do all the prep as if well. If he could do the prep and make sure everything is like voluminous and, and plump and looking good, I think that's a fair request. I mean, if he's going to work four tents, then why don't we just make him do the grocery shopping too? Well, I think that's re- like his day starts at nine, but right. he doesn't have to show up to work. His day starts at nine at like Costco or yeah. Sam's Club or Whole Foods or wherever the good Winco, stuff is. Right? Yeah. And then he can be back by like 11. Yeah. He can set up. He can get everything prepared, fully knowing we really won't utilize him till around one. Right. Then he can work between one and four where he'll really be working. Yeah. And then the rest is just clean up. That's a full day. So when I think about it, now that we're talking about this, I mean, this is going to be a little bit of an investment. How much would you pay for somebody to do that? Well, as you're saying that, that to think that I could get up from here uh-huh. and walk in there, uh-huh. like is what, that 25 feet away or something? At the most. And say- Hey, could I have a spicy tuna hand roll? Uh And that like in seconds, I'd have one. Yep. I don't know. That's worth quite a bit, Kev. Four tens. Do you want to go in with me? How how much would we pay this gentleman? Total autonomy. No benefits. Okay. Total autonomy. Under the table. No benefits. Under the table. He's in charge of all that stuff. We'll let him use our vehicles as well. Yep. Yep. We'll pay for the gas. I mean, if it's under the table, do you think we could get him for like $15 an hour, but then we'd have to tip him? Is that how it's going to go? No tip. No tips. So do you think $20 an hour would it cost No. I was trying to think think this. Depending on what his previous job was, Mm -hmm. you could get him for 10. Yeah, but we don't want to get poisoned or food poisoning. Well, I mean, I'm not hiring a janitor to cut sushi for me. But if I said, hey, you've worked in a sushi restaurant before, right? And he'd be like, yeah. I'd say it's the worst, right? He'd be like, yeah. How about you only serve three people, one of which won't even talk to you, right. besides the salad bar? We don't need a fully stocked sushi bar. We just need the salad bar fully yep. stocked. Everything is made to order. You work four tens. The and expectation is you're available between like one and six, which com- like totally covers lunch and dinner. I think that's reasonable. Do you? Especially if we give him the menus, like the lists, the shopping well, lists. I'll let him get off early enough so yeah. that he can actually go to another job afterwards if he wants. He can still work normal jobs the other three days if he wants. Like, I'm not telling him that he can't work. Like, Maybe what, we should really go five eights. Think about it. So Monday through Friday? A, then, he can, he, then he can have another job. Do you want Monday through Friday or Wednesday through Sunday? Mm. I think if we go Monday through Friday... He can then go work uh, the other customer service yeah. jobs, and it's busy. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, would that be the best? That call? is sixteen hundred bucks a month. Yeah, if you did ten dollars an hour, but doesn't feel like I don't know if that's enough. So let's call it two thousand bucks a month. Okay. For a for a chef to sit in your house. Yeah. And go shopping. Yeah. 
and prepare everything for you. And just make me a spicy tuna roll every once in a while. But here's the thing. Is this a good idea? I don't know. I, I feel, feel like, like it it's is, not a bad I'm idea. I'm trying to think like, okay, so somebody walks in our front door. Yeah. And the dining room is to the right. How do, first off, take it all the way back. Okay. How do we put out feelers for this job? Where do we go? Oh, well, we have to go start eating sushi someplace. Oh, we, we're going to convert somebody. Yeah, we're going to okay. convert somebody. Somebody, the guy that looks like he's not happy. Got it. Okay. Or not appreciated. Sure. That guy. Sure, okay? sure, sure. So, um, yeah. So here's the thing. I, I invite a friend over and they walk in and they look at the living room and they go, wow, that's nice. Yeah. They look kind of ahead. They see the beautiful whole leather couches, yeah. big TV fireplace, yeah. mirror. See the kitchen and they go, that's a nice kitchen. Gorgeous. Then they turn to the right. Yep. And what they see is a refrigeration, a miniature salad golden bar. corral yeah. salad bar. And then another piece that has appliances on it that are all plugged in and ready to go. R- ready to fire up. And then another piece where a sushi guy is standing see, there. I think the sushi guy is standing. The salad bar faces the kitchen. The okay. sushi faces the front of the house. Oh, okay. He's standing in both okay. to be able to clean or to be able to serve. There's there's two stools, three stools yeah. on the sushi side. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we just say, that's Jim. That's Jim. And then, I mean, Jim will clean the small appliances as well, right? Jim is in charge of all of these things. Okay. So also you could say to Jim, Jim. I'm looking for like a cool, crunchy bowl, yeah. right? Like lots of veggies. Mm-hmm. I don't like this thing, but you already know that, Jim. You yeah. wouldn't give me that. And I know, you know, that great peanut sauce you made the other day. Yep. Some of that sounds terrific on that. Is this a good <laughs> idea? I feel like this isn't a bad idea. Do you want to go in halves with me? Uh, yeah, but I'm dead serious. Can we not <laughs> find somebody to do this? Well, I mean, part of the deal would be finding somebody. Heck, I'll go buy the equipment and get rid of the dining room table. We have tomorrow. all of the equipment. Oh, you mean the actual salad bar stuff? Yeah, the salad bar stuff. I mean, technically, we have that huge island. That can be the salad bar. Well, you know what we have? So, Oh, we have all those little things. No, we have that great thing outdoors. That's what I'm saying. Oh, the prep thing. The prep thing. We've already got a prep table. Is this a good idea? <laughs> This podcast has taken a whole different turn. I'm not kidding you. This sounded outlandish to begin with, and I'm doing the numbers in my head, and I'm thinking about what we have and the expectations of him, and I'm thinking to myself, I'd never have to go shopping. No. Ever. And Jim can eat here. I'll pay for Jim. Of course. I want him to eat some of that food. Yeah. I never have to make any of my own meals for lunch or dinner again. Right. He has total freedom to go pursue another job during the weekend, which we would encourage him to do because his lift here would be so lightweight. I think this is somehow smart. Jim has to maintain cleanliness in the kitchen and dining room. That's it. Yeah. Which he'll probably want to do because he'll be bored half the time. I don't even care if he watches TV. Do you? No. I would prefer that he do. And if Jim speaks Spanish or some other language, I'd love to learn it. Yeah. So if anybody knows Jim... I'm not I'm not going to lie to you. I think we talked ourselves into a really really phenomenal life. Just I think now. people should comment. I think people should tell us. If you guys know a gym or if you guys think this is a grand idea, if you too I'm, I'm, would I'm, give up your dining room for I'm, this. I'm trying to have the epiphany where I'm like, "Oh, that's the bad thing." 
I well, don't see it. I think the bad thing is that we may not be able to get Jim for that price. 15 bucks an hour all under the table? Well, $15 an hour. No, you you did $10 an hour. You went Well, to no, see. but I'm willing to go 15. Oh yeah, I would go to 15. All under the table. So that well, don't tell the government that, well, please. If, I mean, I know that the government listens to this podcast and clearly we're joking IRS. I mean, it's one big goof. Of course we're going to employ him, employ him. One big goof. Yeah. But if we paid him under the table, yeah. you'd you'd only have to give him 15 bucks an hour. Yeah. Is this a good idea? So here's the question. Are we going to make him wear a sushi outfit? Of course. Okay. I think so too. Here's like the, here's he has what we're to wear do. the sushi outfit, When right? he's cleaning, it's a yeah. janitor outfit. So okay. we know it's janitor gym time. We're not oh, okay. going to talk to okay. janitor gym about making us food. And he can wear his regular clothes when he's grocery shopping and he's putting the groceries away. When it's sushi time, yeah. I want that hat. I want the like little, like, mm-hmm. you know, how they are. Yep. And if he's really good at his job, we'll get a hibachi grill for dinner. Kevin, do you remember? I, I, I've only used these like for serving, but I love them. I found them somewhere. There were only three. They're kind of hard, but they're thick. They're um, placemats, but they've got a, like a s- Asian design, like a sushi design. They're red with black. Maybe. Okay. I mean, I have these three that I've had forever. People bring me chopsticks from places. That's weird. We've got good chopsticks. I've got all sorts of interesting, cute little bowls. I just feel like... We We're s- made for this. We said we never wanted to get back into the restaurant game. Unless we, it's our own in our own house. What we didn't realize is we will happily get back in the restaurant game if it means we can set it up in the living room. Yeah. And so here's the thing. If anybody wants to come over for dinner, here's what it's going to look like. Salads or Help sushi. Help yourself to the salad yeah. bar. Jim will make you a bowl yeah. or sushi, yeah. right? It's healthy eating at its finest. In the summertime, it'll be no big deal because we'll take all of our food outside totally. and sit and eat. In the wintertime, I'm not going to lie, we're all going to be sitting on the couch. We're going to need soups in the wintertime. Yeah. Well, he'll do good soups. I think he'll, he'll do, do great soups. He'll do a great miso. He gets like, it. Oh, my gosh. And then here's the thing. When he puts the tofu in my miso, mm-hmm. it's going to taste way different than if I have to cut the tofu up and do it myself. And the best thing is when we when we give him the sushi menu, we'll know to avoid all the gluten-free stuff. Exactly. So we can order everything on the menu. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I fail to see where there's an issue here. Let's do it. If you guys want to come see Deb and Kev's sushi <laughs> salad bar, just DM us. We are stay- taking reservations. Yeah, we should. Well, you know, one other thing though, too, that would be important. What's that? Health code violations? Well, no, 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 no. I'm not worried about that at all. He needs to know how to make a healthy cocktail for when we do have guests over. He needs to know how to make mocktails, so things that are healthy and taste Mm -hmm. good. And then he needs to know how to make uh, three tops, three cocktails. Yeah, but healthy. Vodka, bourbon, rum, healthy cocktails. Like, And it could involve like fresh squeezed cucumber juice or something like that with some mint on it. We have a juicer. Yeah. No, we've got a juicer. We've got a Vitamix. We've got it all. Jim, where are you? <laughs> I feel like we just talked ourselves into the greatest thing imaginable. I want to say, if I could wave a magic wand and this would happen, yeah. I'm telling you this. I would Nanosecond. Be happy tomorrow. We'll, give, happy, happy, we'll happy. even give Jim a, a live stream, a Twitch live stream. Okay, we'll do it. Oh, my God. Kevin. He'll pay for can, himself. We can make money off of Jim. Oh, oh my God. God. Are we the smartest people in the world? Oh, we are. Okay. Well, you know, here's the renovation's going to start soon, folks. We don't even need a renovation. We have everything. We just need to move everything out. Okay. Well, that's not where I thought this podcast was going to go. We have news for everybody, not like individual news as it relates to us, but it's been a while since we've 
mind the depths of the internet <laughs> to find news that we think is fun or quirky or interesting that we want to share to you. Again, for those who have listened to the podcast, Deb came into the kitchen and said, how many stories do we need? Mm -hmm. I said, like every other time we needed three. Yeah. And she goes, and how do you find these <laughs> stories? I said, you find a keyword, news story. Yeah. Funny, news story. Yeah. Interesting, news story. Yeah. They're just not that funny or interesting. You got to find something else. And then before we walk in here, she says, uh, I, have a, I, have, I have a really heartfelt story. And I go, okay, but is it like from the Ukraine? <laughs> and she goes, yeah. I said, maybe we steer away from the stories about war and refugees. And she said, okay, I'll find a third one. So are we good with our stories, Deb? I'm good. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I want you to go first. Love it. I tried to stay away from a lot of animal stories. I feel last time I did this, I I, I was heavy animal laden. Oh, there, you can go down a theme. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you about two I didn't pick yes. that were ridiculous, but I couldn't stop myself from yes. reading the articles. Okay. So I, I, I have one animal story, which I'm going to lead with, but I think it's an amazing animal story. And it really is like, like nature will always find a way, right? Okay. It involves flamingos. Oh, no, that's one of mine. Bing bong. No, no, no. That's my number two. That's my number one. Oh, I should have gone first. You should have gone first. A flamingo escaped a Kansas zoo 17 years ago. How did it escape the zoo? That's a great question. What happened was all of these flamingos were bred in Africa. There was 39 of them. They then shipped them over from Africa to Kansas, as you do, that main thoroughfare of Africa and Kansas. Before they could clip the flamingo's wings, which is always sad to hear that. I know, that is it's sad. It's just so yeah. terrible, but it makes sense if you're going to have birds in a zoo, you can't really have them flying anywhere right, besides right. the pigeons. They had a massive storm that whipped everything up. And in the process, they ended up losing two of the flamingos. They just flew away. Yeah. As you would in a storm. Uh, because you have the ability to fly. Now, I believe they captured one of the flamingos that didn't go too far. No, no, no. That flamingo is like out there somewhere and gone. The second flamingo? Yeah, they haven't, they're, they, they both are out in the world, but one, they don't know where it is. And that one's probably dead. Because this flamingo, flamingo yeah. number 492, 92. is alive and well and living in Texas. Here's what's insane about it. Because it has a little ankle bracelet, yeah. they can't track it, but they just know that if you're a wild animal, you don't have an ankle bracelet. If you are a once captive animal, you have one. And right. its number is number 492. Over the 17 years that this flamingo has been free, they have spotted it all over the United States. They have found it in Wisconsin. They have found it in Louisiana. And it's currently... In Texas, with other wild flamingos. Did you know we had any flamingos in the United States? Well, I would think in Florida we did. Not in Texas. Not in Texas. I wouldn't think Texas. 
Here's the thing about this. So here's what I, I don't know the habitat enough of flamingos, right? I, I can't believe that it, they, that they range that far. Wisconsin and Texas are not close to each other. Well, who? what kind of flamingo could even stay alive in Wisconsin? Let's be a lot. Right. Unless Agreed. It's, unless it's the summertime. Yeah. Right. So the thing that I find interesting is this guy was only a girl was only in the habitat for, I mean, meaning a controlled environment, yes. our habitat for a small period of time. Yep. So is he or she saying to herself like, oh, thank God, I got out of there. I'm free. But then is he or she welcomed in the wild people group? And is he or she telling them about what could happen? Well, I think there's two things. Clearly, these flamingos are bred for captivity, right? Like th- th- they were they were bred in Africa and then shipped. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't think they were stolen. I don't, at least I don't know that. It says they okay. were bred in Africa. So- they they were bred in captivity. They've existed in that captivity. Yeah. I'm sure its parents were the same way. Clearly, it still has some wild animalistic instincts in it where when it sees danger, it flies away. But up until that point, it had been fed probably strictly by human beings. So at what point did nature just take over and it was like deuces to Kansas. This place sucks. No offense to anybody who lives in Kansas. It's only, it's only the perspective of a flamingo. It's just a flamingo talking, yeah, not me. Yeah, it's just a flamingo yeah. talking. This place is so flat. There's not nearly enough water for my liking. And who can live on corn? Right. I'm going North. Wasn't the smartest flamingo. So it goes up to Wisconsin and says, oof, I got a little bit of a lactose issue. Can't be eating all this cheese up here. I'm going to go see if I can find something else. Flies all the way, the, the entire stretch of the United States down south to Texas. And is like, oh, dope. This place is pretty cool. There's a lot of water. Also, I found other birds like me. That's insane. That is crazy. And here's the thing I'm wondering. Are the other birds looking at this bird and saying, hey, look at that metal bracelet. Yeah. Don't mess with him. He's been in the clink. He, there is something going on here. Yeah. He knows something we don't. Let's just welcome him in. Yeah. Let's just act like he's one of us. I think he's a little quirky. I'm not going to lie. But as long as he has that metal bracelet on, yeah. we're, he's our friend and we're, you know, we're making it closer for everybody. Yeah. There, there's some beautiful metaphor in this where it's like you are a captive flamingo in a zoo and you saw the first chance and you are now experiencing the fullest life imaginable. You know, Kevin, I've told this story before and you have no recollection of okay. it. Okay. When you were little, mm-hmm. and I, the first time I ever took you to a therapist because I thought you were going to be, you know, like a serial killer. That's fair. And you told the therapist, she said, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to tell me what kind of animal is your mother? I remember this. And she's, you said, she's a fluffy pink flamingo. And then my girlfriend, Deb, bought me an ornament that was a flamingo. I remember it. So when I saw this story today, it always reminds me of all of this with you. And it made me so happy. Yeah. But I guess we're going to go Kev, Deb, Kev, Deb, Kev. Well, you don't have a third one. I don't. That is my third one. That's what I'm saying. So it's going to go Kev, Deb, Kev, Deb, Kev. Kev. Yeah, that's what I just said. In true form, Deb, not prepared. I just think that is truly a phenomenal, phenomenal story. Do you know why flamingos are pink? Because they eat something that makes them pink? Shrimp. Ah, there you go. That's what I heard. Okay. I mean, Could be wrong. Or so Pepto. I wonder if there's somewhere where where the flamingos actually don't eat shrimp and they're another color. I think if you see flamingos that are sometimes in captivity, they're like a, a darker shade. Like 
there's there's still a tint of pink, but it's like a much, much darker grayish reddish thing. Mm, okay, good to know. Which is sad. Shout out 492. Like we are we are 492, 492 gang. Big we ups. are with you. You did a good job on that, Ken. Thank you. Port really Lavaca, Texas, if you want to go see it. The other thing that I thought was really funny is not a single person is interested in trying to go get the flamingo. They're just like, oh, there's no really easy way to do it without disturbing the wildlife. And it's like, plus we had a new batch of flamingos and we don't care. Live your life. Let's leave it. Yeah. Hey, you escaped. You made it. Yep. You're wearing the bracelet. Totally. It's cool. We can kind of keep track of Could you. you imagine if you're the person who's like, I got him. I got After him. 17 years? Oh, yeah, no, I got that him. That would be bad. How long does the flamingo live? That's a great question, Deb. You fill in the space. So I'm thinking that because it's bigger, I mean, it feels to me like it might live longer, Yeah. but I don't know. Like, does it live as long as we do? Just guess. Okay. They don't seem to have weight problems. A little bulky in the middle, but you know what I mean? Pretty thin necks. Pretty thin necks. Pretty thin legs. True. Right? So I'm going to go with, well, we know this one is 17 years. It's been gone. At a minimum. Okay. So- 43 years. Ooh, 40 to 60 year lifespan. Oh my gosh. I was in the range. 40 to 60 years. That's amazing. Unbelievable. Longer than some people for sure. Shout out 492. I love 492. We love you 492. Good going. 492 is our our official Deb and Kev mascot. We have, we've, we've, we've managed two years without a mascot. 492, not a flamingo. 492 is our mascot. The escapee flamingo. Love you flamingo. That's wearing a metal bracelet. Yep. Okay. So this is kind of an animal realm a little bit. That's okay. So do you think of Muppets as animals? What do you think of Muppets as? Inanimate objects with hands up them. So go through the Muppets. Are any of them animals to you? No. Uh, Wait, what about Kermit? The frog? Wouldn't he be an amphibian? Well, is, is it an animal? Well, I guess Miss Piggy would be a pig. She would be a pig. What are Bert and Ernie? I don't know what they are. What's Oscar? What's I mean, Big Bird would be. Well, he's not a Muppet. He's a Sesame Street. What's Cookie Street. Monster? No, wait. The, we're we're bl- we're blending things. Muppets. Okay. I need to Google Muppets. Google the Muppets. Yeah. There. Well, there's Fozzie the Bear. I know that. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of. There, so there's clearly frogs. There's clearly pigs. There's clearly there's clearly uh, the bear. But a lot of these are just like weird amorphous humanoids creatures yeah just creatures mm-hmm. okay so kevin yeah there's a new muppet oh interesting and it's a she love it and her name is amira amira so she's a character that will soon make her debut you know in, on the muppets on sesame street actually that airs in the middle east and north africa do you want a definition of what a muppet is i do technically it's a humorously grotesque glove or rod puppet and marionette chiefly representing animals. Our Muppets that we know are not grotesque. I was pretty close by saying you, it's a piece of fabric with a hand in it. Yeah, that is true. But they're not grotesque. No, I would think that they're referring to the Muppets. Our Muppets, they use the word grotesque? It says, what is a Muppet? Muppet.fandom.wiki. Oh, I don't yeah. like that. List well, of, yeah, those are those are the weird Muppets. Like Gonzo, that's a weird grotesque Muppet. Well, Gonzo is weird, but he's not like Animal. He plays drums. He's a freak. But they're not grotesque. Well, I mean, you might be interpreting grotesque in the weirdest way, but if you saw one of those things come to life, you might puke a little okay, bit. Okay, that might be hard. Okay. Can I tell you about Amira? Is she a Muppet or is she a Sesame Street thing? She's a Muppet character. 
So Mupp- so we're blurring the lines of like Jim Henson's Muppets and Sesame Street? I think Jim Hemp- Henson's Muppets are on Sesame Street. Like who? I think you're saying it wrong. No, no. There's Jim Henson's and the Muppets. Yes. And then there's the puppets on Sesame Street. I don't think those lines blur. I think Kermit appears on Sesame Street. Hell no. Never. Not unless it's a guest star. Okay, I don't know. Anyways, this is Deb, a Deb, again with the thorough journalism. <laughs> Let me finish. So she's going to appear on the Middle East and North Africa Muppets. Say her name again. Amira, A-M-E-E-R-A. Now, do you want to know about her? Of course you do. Of course. She's a born leader. Oh, that's nice. She's eight years old. Oh. She loves science and basketball. Okay. When she's not dreaming up experiments or shooting hoops, she loves cracking jokes and making her friends laugh. Have you seen a picture of her? I have. So let me finish, though. Okay. So she- Is there something about her? Also happens to use a wheelchair. There you go. And so when she's out and about, Mm -hmm. she's either in a wheelchair- Cruising. Or she uses the crutches with the arm brace on them. Yep. That's what she needs. Now, here's the thing. If you take a look at her, I'm not going to lie. I would, if somebody told me she was Kermit's sister. If someone told you that Kermit and Oscar had a drunken night together, <laughs> Amira would be the love child of those two. So Amira is the color of Kermit. Yep. Okay. And she's got really long legs. Mm-hmm. And... She, which is ironic, her face is a little bit more Oscarish. Ah, uh, you think <laughs> she has a little what is that little? It's a ponytail. Is it a pony? Just yeah. a regular ponytail? Yeah, she's got a big green ponytail coming out the back, yeah, with like a little red on it or something. Yep, she looks super friendly, she looks super nice. Yeah, here's the whole thing what they are trying to do from a really young age is normalize. Anybody that would have a disability that needed an extra thing. Totally. And so that nobody would feel bad about it. Love it. And that you just fit in. Like, she is a cool girl. Super cool. No question. We love her name. I take umbrage with the fact that she's a born leader at eight, but I mean, she can figure that out. Hey, how old are the other Muppets? I mean, like 50? No, not really. Not not in Muppet life. See, you're, you're saying Muppet, and Muppet is the wrong thing. These are not Muppets. Kevin. They can't be Muppets. I have the article it's right here. Jim Henson. Now, here's Amira, what I have to do. Amira, the latest Muppet character from the team at Sesame Workshop, will soon make her debut. I have to Google whether or not Jim Henson had any involvement with Sesame Street, because I if he did, then it makes sense. Here's the thing that I would like to ask about Amira, though, that I find very interesting. What was the data that they had that Amira needed to be introduced into the Middle East and North Africa first. I think because of all the drones we bombed them with, there's probably a lot of mm. kids who suffer from some type of disability at a level that I think resonates probably more with them than it does us. And mm. then it's That's probably sad. a really good way for them to also determine whether or not, no pun intended, the character has legs. So she does have a spinal cord injury. Got it. That's what it you know came from. Well, um, And so, but... What we want to everybody to understand is that Amira can function in this world just like you and I do. Jim Henson has no involvement with Sesame Street, by the way. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Well, it says Muppet and it says Ses- Sesame Workshop. I have no problem with you saying that. Hold on. Here's the one thing. The Muppets are a group of puppet characters created by Jim Henson, many for the purpose of appearing on the... Oh, there you go. For appearing on the children's television program, Sesame Street. I am wrong. You and your article are correct. 
We're right. Yeah. I just yeah, had yeah, to yeah, Google yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Shout out Amira for Shout being Amira. an eight-year-old leader. And if you happen to hear Amira mm-hmm. refer to Kermit as Big Daddy. No, no. <laughs> Deb, absolutely not. If she just says dad, great. If she says Big Daddy, that show is canceled. <laughs> We're talking about late night Sesame Street stuff. Okay. Um, Deb, what type of music is ubiquitous in the great city of New Orleans? I think it would be jazz. There you go, jazz. What if I told you that it was actually illegal for schools to teach jazz in the city of New Orleans? What? I know, right? You mean like in band class, they yep. can't learn jazz? Since 1922, jazz music has been outlawed in schools. That's a real law. And only recently has somebody realized this is a law. Clearly, it's not being enforced. I was going to say, because aren't there like high school bands playing jazz everywhere yep. in parades everywhere all over New Orleans? Yep. And they said, it's ridiculous that this law exists in the first place. So I think it's time that we overturned this 100-year-old law. And that was brought up by Catherine Baudin, B-A-U-D-O-U-I-N. I-N, Baudin, saying, in this instance, and in this instance only, we're glad that the policy was ignored by our students and by our schools. Our schools played a major role in in the development of jazz. This whole thing, and this is why I just think it's so funny, was brought on because a lot of administrators thought that jazz was going to lead to the moral decay of their students. And it was up to them to be able to stop it at the pass. Now, are you going to now am I going to surprise you with the name of the person who brought this to light back in 1922? I don't know. Adolf Bumgardner. Ah, the Adolf, yeah. Anytime you have the name Adolf, it's 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 tough. I mean, some assumptions are made. I yeah. mean, there's no question about it. Adolf Bumgardner is a name of literally every villain ever in any movie. But I do want to say this, Kev. Whenever I watch a movie and it takes place in New Orleans, yeah. like moral decay is everywhere. Clearly. I'm not going to lie. And it certainly didn't start be- with jazz. Do you think it started because of jazz? Jazz music and jazz dancing in school should be stopped at once, Bumgardner said during a March 1922 meeting. I have seen a lot of rough dancing in school auditoriums lately. Mm-hmm. Just think about what dancing is today, okay? Mm-hmm. It is one step away from sexual intercourse. Now go back a hundred years mm-hmm. where men had suspenders and 13 layers of suit on yeah. and, and dress shoes and women had weird torture chamber traps all over them in the form of fashion. What in God's name was happening in 1922, 1922 where Adolf felt the need to intercede? Well, I don't know what happened, but you know, a case could be made that Adolf was right. And in fact, because the rules were violated, moral decay is everywhere. And now people are almost having sex on the dance floor. Oh, look at Deb. Deb, pro-Adolf. This is an (laughs) anti-Nazi program. Deb, pro-Adolf. I better be careful. Putin might come. Although it's fairly easy to see that this was clearly rooted in racism as a lot of these schools where this was banned were predominantly black, as New Orleans was a predominantly black city 
in a very, very hyper-conservative state of Louisiana. Well, it is nice to know that we're just getting rid of all sorts of bad laws. You know, like lynching. That yeah. was one we got H- rid of, Hilarious. Too. That somehow, yeah. like, oh, by the way, in 2022, lynching was still legal. Just, yeah. just as an aside. As an aside, let's get rid of that law. Yeah. You know? Good thing. Let's get rid of lynching. And by the way, let's get rid of the ban on jazz in the city known for it. And a case could probably be made that kids' lives have been not only saved, literally, because of their passion for music, yep. saved, but that that gift of music led them somewhere great that they wouldn't have otherwise gone. One of the best parts of Mardi Gras is the bands, the you know, massive bands. You know, Adolf got it wrong. Uh, Adolf, anybody named Adolf got everything wrong. Adolf should have said this. Hey, there can be no dancing, but the band will play. Right. That doesn't seem like something Adolf would have done. Like Adolf didn't seem like a really cool human being. He wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. Adolf and the ban on jazz in the city that founded it. Go. So, mm-hmm. in New Jersey. Got it. There is a lot of um, coastline. Okay. And I'm not familiar with my Jersey topography, so I believe you. And what ends up happening is volunteers have to keep that coastline clean. So I think it was last year, something like 10,000 volunteers over the course of the year came out to keep the Jersey coastline clean. Yeah. They just pick up anything and everything. They bag it. It goes away. Yeah. They do, I think, look for if there are things that look like, I don't know, maybe it could be used in a crime or something or really weird things. They've started to keep track of them. Like I mean, just guns meaning, and knives. Yeah. And or, or weird rocket launchers. Creepy things. Right. right. All very common in Jersey. So... This is tons and tons and tons of garbage. But there were 500,000 interesting little things. 500,000. 500,000. Half a million. But of things that were just like not trash. Okay? okay. Like cool things that somebody picked up and said, wow, this is pretty interesting. Cool things like braces. Human braces? Human braces. In on- your mouth, not like Forrest Gump braces. Yep. Human braces. Sex pills. Well, that's fair. That's New Jersey for you. A fake eyeball. Eyeball? An eyeball. I'm not going to lie to you. I would have probably kept the fake eyeball. I think that would have been fun. Uh, Glow-in-the-dark condoms. At least they're having safe sex. Well, I guess not technically. A Turkish Airlines hygiene kit. What does that mean? What is a Turkish Airlines hygiene kit? You know, like if you fly maybe in first class, they give you a little thing with you know, toothbrush and toothpaste and, oh, cool. you know, a little hygiene kit. Nice. I'm just wondering, like, I mean, the Turkish... I wonder if the Canadian TSA would make me throw that out. They probably would. But is the Turkish Airlines, like, I mean, is it safe? Does it fly over Jersey? Did it crash? I, I mean... I, I'm Well, I mean, I know that there's stories of things in, like, Maine washing up in Norway. So even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't a domestic flight, I'm sure it could eventually find its way to Jersey. So here's a couple others. A hunk of human hair. You think it was fresh? Well, I think it was attached to the scalp. Seen a lot of scalping lately. Yeah. We watched that on Below Deck. We did. Not awesome. It was not awesome. So I think that's weird that that survived. A full set of dentures. Probably for those braces. Like who takes their dentures out at the beach? The person who lost their scalp. Okay. Um, a thong. Not so weird. I thought that was just the state bird of Jersey. A Narcan kit. Not so weird. What's Narcan? It's the thing that if you overdose on drugs, you just give yourself the shot and you live and oh, don't yeah. die. Was, I'm surprised that was even anybody was amazed by that. Um, several marijuana bags. Clearly. 
I mean, you know, that's decriminalized marijuana, bullet casings, yep, and a number of fake eyeballs. More eye fake eyeballs. Yes, a number of fake eyeballs. So there was also a parking ticket, a lottery ticket, a glue stick, a mini refrigerator, a toilet brush, a TV remote control, a mason jar filled with eyeballs. Hope, oh, got it. Liquor, a plastic monkey, and a set of rosary beads. And I think that person was praying for all the garbage that was being left on the New Jersey beaches. Like, that is a lot of weird stuff, don't you think? I'll be really honest with you. That all feels par for the course for Jersey. Does it? I feel like if, if you said, name the state where we found a scalped head, fake eyeballs, dentures, braces, a litany of bullets, what state are we talking about? I'd be like, oh, Jersey. So I'm picturing this guy that is excited to go to the beach. Uh-huh. With right? his kids. He's got his thong on. Are you ready? Well, sure. Okay. I mean, I mean, he, you know, he's got his pants over his thong, but when he takes his pants off, it's going to be a thong. We don't kink shame anybody here. No. Now, here's the thing. He didn't need to bring his sex enhancement pills with him. Oh, you're beach. talking about the individual who's not going to clean the beach, the individual who's just going to attend the beach. This guy's just going to go to the beach. Got it. So he's got his thong on. He's got his sex enhancement pills. As we all do. He's got one fake eye. Yep. And then, of course, he's got his dentures. Now, what over the course of the day causes him to leave all those things at the beach? Bad riptide. <laughs> That's good. Real bad That's riptide. Good. And maybe he wasn't bald. Maybe it was his hair. Yeah. That, that one patch left. Yeah, one patch it left. It all came from one dude who had just flown yeah. in from Turkey. All went with the Turkey Turkish hygiene kit. With the Turkish hygiene, chick, hygiene kit. You know what they speak in Turkey, Deb? Turkish. Uh, ir- irudu or something. No, I don't Turkish. Know, Turkish yeah. <laughs> we yeah, struggled we with that on that. Thursday. So anyways, that is weird garbage. And I'm telling you, I would be happy to go pick up garbage anywhere. Mm-hmm. That garbage I don't want to pick up. I, I would have pocketed the eyeball. For sure. A hundred percent. And then if you found a second one, wouldn't you feel like you were lucky? I'd just be putting them in my eyes. Like, look at my <laughs> eyes. They're bugging out of my head. All right, Deb, last one. Game shows. You know how much your son... Doors game shows. Well, here's the here's the truth, people. I don't know if he loves game shows as much as he desperately wants to be a 70s game show host. I love the mystique of yeah. game shows. I think yeah. it's fun. Like I, I would never I would hate the person who worked on a game show who didn't like working on the game show. I'd say you work on a mm. game show for a living. Like get over yourself. I'm with you. Price is right. Very last game. Okay. A of, the, w- of the day. Of the day. A okay. woman named Catherine Graham gets closest bid on whatever the th- watches or skis or whatever it is, yeah. right? She comes within like $2 of it. So she gets to go up, gives Drew Carey a big hug, and she has to play a game called Side by Side. Okay. And in order to win it, you have to guess whether the first two numbers that are like that are above the, yeah. the bottom two numbers which way they go. So does the top number go to the left? Oh. Does the bottom number go to the right or vice versa? So That's like, the game. So like if it said, I'm just going to make this up. Uh-huh. If it said 23 and 45, yep. I've got to figure out which way they go. Is it $2,345 or is it $4,523? So there's only two guesses. Side by side. I can't move anything around. Nope. Okay. And the kicker is if she gets it right, she wins a trip. A trip. She does. Do you know where she gets to win a trip? Where? New Hampshire. Not the best place in the world, but hey, it's a trip. It's a five-night stay in beautiful, sunny, depending on the year, mountainous and snowy New Hampshire. 
I don't know if I could get excited about that, Kevin. It's a free trip, Deb. Okay. So Catherine Graham, not a really hard game to play, decides that she's going to put the seven and the six, which is on top, in front of the nine and the six, so that the total package is worth $7,696, all expenses paid trip to New Hampshire. So let, let me get this right. Is this for two people? It is. Is it uh, airfare? It's all included. So it's airfare, hotel, and then some spending money, I'm assuming. No, I think it's like an all-inclusive stay. So food and all that's taken care of. Okay, everything's there. She gets it right. The bells and the whistles go off. She's excited. Do you know where Catherine Graham's from? New Hampshire. Massachusetts. Oh, no. (laughs) For those of you, again, who don't know your geography, Massachusetts and New Hampshire are... Next door to Right there. Yep. So this woman who has waited a lifetime to go on The Price is Right finally gets called up on the very last game. She gets it right. She goes up to win some beautiful trip to somewhere exotic, a destination. And it's the state that she's probably visited so many times she can't even remember it. Does she cry? She doesn't cry. She's obviously clearly excited about it. But they have a clip, and when they say a five-night stay in New Hampshire, she gets the shit-eating grin on her face like, are you kidding me? This is like a bad, yeah. bad, bad She's joke. quoted as saying, I just wish it was Tahiti or someplace or Bora Bora, cruise around the world, maybe. Listen, I've been to New Hampshire. I like New Hampshire. I think it's a beautiful state, yeah, right? same. Um, I have a lot of friends from New Hampshire. But here's the thing. Dated a girl from New Hampshire. If somebody said to me, oh, you want a trip to New Hampshire, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That wouldn't feel like oh so special to me. Nope. I mean, where is the in the Caribbean or where is the in Mexico? I'm talking if we're talking close places, sure. right? Or where is the even, I don't know, Palm Springs, Do right? I think if you're from Florida, a trip to New Hampshire feels better. Uh, no. If you're from California, a trip to New Hampshire feels better. I'm trying to think of places that are not like New Hampshire where you'd be like, okay, well, I wouldn't normally go to New Hampshire, but I live in such a, like a totally different climate that going to New Hampshire feels better. So here's the thing. Are there people that would love a New Hampshire vacation? Of course. Are there people that would love to go to Michigan? Of course. I mean, like, but when we think of winning a trip, we're normally not going north. We're normally going south. True. That's what I mean. So I'm thinking if I live in New Hampshire... Going to Florida sounds great. Yeah. I mean, going to Myrtle Beach sounds great, right? But not if you live in the state next to New not Hampshire. Not if you live in the state next to New Hampshire, for sure. And we know how small those states are. They know each other well. Deb, hit us with your third story. I don't have a oh, third okay. story. Oh, okay. You did my third story. We did it together. It was a group Ugh. thing. Okay, well, thank you. Shout out 492. They, we love oh, you. Oh, 492, we love you. 492 will be allowed in the kitchen if she ever oh. shows he or she ever shows up And here. order as many salmon rolls as she wants. He if wants. she they wants, wants. Listen, a crystal shrimp hand roll yeah. will probably be perfect for four ninety two. No, we can't have crystal shrimp, though. There's gluten in that. But she, can, she he can. Well, we're not going to have gluten there. They're going to have to eat shrimp and keep it's that nice pink coat. It's just going to have to be coat. shrimp. Regular old shrimp. Okay. I genuinely think we came up with a brilliant idea. Yeah. I'm going to go steal 492, bring okay. her, hey, they, that here, <laughs> and they will officially be our live mascot. I love it. I love it. I see no problem with anything that we've come I up mean, with today. We either have to put, I don't know, like some kind of cover over the backyard. I don't want to clip her wings. Oh, that's right. She'll fly away. She'll fly away. 
And obviously, she's super independent. But do you think if we keep a trough of shrimp outside for her, she'll ever want to leave? Maybe not. Maybe if we put a bow around her neck that says the Deb and Kev pod, what if we she'll just stay. What if we steal him with like four other flamingos? So it's a more of like a group like thing. A fa- what if we say, hey, 492, mm-hmm. just lean in here. Tell me your three fla- favorite flaming- <laughs> favorite flamingos over there. Point with that leg. Yeah, point with that out. leg. Lean your neck in. Yeah. We'll go get him. We'll bring him, and it'll be a little family here. Four favorite flamingos is a tongue twister. That is a tongue twister for sure. Four favorite flamingos. Well, at this point, we've clearly run out of things to talk about. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And if you want to come to our home restaurant, just DM us. (laughs) By doing so, you can follow us on all of our social channels at Deb and Kev pod. Mom, new business owner. (laughs) I love you to death. I love you, baby. We'll see you guys on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Follow Deb and Kev on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter at Deb and Kev pod.